It's November 24th, 2021. It's one day before Thanksgiving. I'm in a good mood. I've got a whole bunch of people in the kitchen just feet away from me cooking up a storm. It smells good. And I'm excited to have a couple days off and relax with friends and family and food. And I hope you will do that exact same thing. And I hope, it is my hope for you, that you will not read any ridiculous think pieces usually written by leftist lunatics about how to deal with your crazy uncle or whether you should have your family members injected in the garage before they come in the house or anything like that. Have the holiday on your terms. Enjoy your food. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your wine. Enjoy your turkey. Enjoy your stuffing, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, more about that at the end. Uh, we got a big show for you today. I'm feeling good about these stories. Uh, you know this Jen Psaki lady? Uh, she's the chief White House liar. She's back. You know, she uh, stepped away for about two weeks because she had COVID, even though she was vaccinated. So make of that what you will. Uh, and she was asked uh, by Peter Ducey over at Fox News, she was asked during the White House press briefing yesterday uh, whether Joe Biden owes Kyle Rittenhouse an apology because old Joe did call Kyle a white supremacist with no evidence. And uh, Saki punted. She did not answer the question in any sort of an honest way. And then using the latest and greatest technology on the internet, I had Connor over here clip together some things that Saki was saying, juxtaposed, you know, that's one of my favorite words, with things that the orange man used to say. And we shall find out who is the real liar. That's story number one. Story number two, uh, speaking of orange man, he was on uh, Sean Hannity last night and Trump did a big interview. You know, he usually does these phoners. Once in a while, he'll go in person. This one he actually did on video. So they were not in the room together, but he was on with Sean Hannity and he went on a tear about the mainstream media. And I thought it was pretty solid. So I wanted to show that to you guys. And then finally, our third story from the mental institution known as MSNBC with their 87 boxes of pundits who all think the exact same thing. Uh, they are starting to realize, it's, it's quite extraordinary, they are starting to realize that Democrat policies, that progressive policies actually destroy cities because suddenly they're realizing that all the cities that they live in are crumbling and that they're not arresting people and crime is running rampant. It's quite uh, wonderful when you see that these people become self-aware. You know what I mean? It's, it's pretty amazing. It's like a robot coming to life. It's pretty incredible. And then of course, we'll also talk about Nancy Pelosi who guess what people, She's moving to Florida. Yeah, that's right. Leftist whack job, Northern Cali, uh, you know, just awful. Really just awful. I was, you see, I was trying to be nice there. I had to think for a second. But she's just an awful person. She's just an awful person, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, she's going to retire in Florida, not in California, but in Florida, because she wants to avoid all the taxes and the capital gains and everything else. And she just bought a 20 $5 million waterfront house. So it makes you wonder, first, where'd she get $25 million? She's been in Congress since 1804. Like, where did that money come from? How'd she get that rich? $25 million, million with an M. Uh, and, uh, you know, if she's so concerned about climate change, you know, these people are always freaking out about climate change. Why would you move to the water? Much like that Barack Obama guy, Martha's Vineyard, much like that Bill Gates guy up in Seattle, yeah, that's what they do. It's almost as if they don't believe in any of this stuff and they're using it as 
a way of just controlling you? Do you think that could possibly be? Anyway, uh, I'll do this more at the end, but David Sachs, uh, my buddy and, and the founder of Kraft Ventures, he had a funny tweet this morning about uh, Nancy Pelosi basically saying uh, that this should be a sitcom, you know, this crazy leftist uh, congresswoman moves to Florida and now she's around all these conservatives. And I think there's something to it, like maybe we should be writing a, uh, a sitcom about this. Who should play Nancy Pelosi? That is my question of the day. Who should play Nancy Pelosi in this sitcom that maybe I'll produce? I'm not kidding, I actually think it's a great idea. I already sent out a couple of feelers to people, so you can't steal it, you network people that are watching this show. It was Sachs' idea, and now I'm talking about it. Uh, so if you wanna let us know who should play Nancy Pelosi in this wacky sitcom, maybe a Curb Your Enthusiasm style thing, not necessarily a, a you know, soundtrack situation, laugh track situation, uh, let us know. You can join the live chat right now at rubenreport.locals.com. Now let's do a show. Uh, all right, first up, Jen Psaki. Okay, you know it. She can't tell the truth. She just lies and lies and lies and lies. Well, Peter Ducey from Fox was basically like, lady, why is Joe Biden not apologizing for calling Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist? There's no evidence that Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist. And here's Saki. The president ever apologized to the acquitted Kenosha shooter Kyle Rittenhouse for suggesting online and on TV that he is a white supremacist? Well, let's be clear what we're talking about here. This is about a campaign video released last year that used President Trump's own words during a debate as he refused to condemn white supremacists and militia groups. And President Trump, as we know from history, and as many of you covered, didn't just refuse to condemn militia groups on the debate stage, he actively encouraged them throughout his presidency. So, uh, you know, what we've seen are the tragic consequences of that. When people think it's okay to take the law into their own hands, instead of allowing law enforcement to do its job. And the president <coughs> believes in condemning hatred, division, and violence. That's exactly what was done in that video. But if uh, you're saying that it was just a campaign video, it wasn't. The president also gave an interview where he said this uh, Rittenhouse was part of a militia coming out of Illinois. Have you ever heard this president referring to Trump say one negative thing about white supremacists? These are all things, uh, none of this was proven in the trial. And Kyle Rittenhouse is saying that the president had actual malice in defaming his character. Is that what happened here? The, the president spoke to the verdict uh, last week. Uh, he has obviously condemned uh, the hatred and division and violence we've seen around the country by groups like the Proud Boys uh, and groups that uh, that individual has posed in photos with. Um, but beyond that, I'll leave it to his comments around the verdict. All right. So look, Jen Psaki is just a bloviating, useless liar. She didn't even really answer the question there. It's like she could just say, you know what? Actually, the president does walk back those comments. There's no evidence that Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist. She could even say, you know, the president isn't thrilled with the decision. That's basically what the statement that the president released said, that he's sort of angry about it, something to that effect, which is pretty bad because we shouldn't have one branch of government attacking another branch of government. But putting that aside, she could say something like that and that would let it go, but she can't. Instead, she still doubles down on what a racist Trump is and how Trump is the one who has instigated and fanned the flames of racism throughout the nation. And he never condemned racism. He often winked at racism, right? Well, you're not gonna believe this. So Connor here, okay, this guy, he sits at a computer, okay? 
He's got a couple screens there. He's wearing some sort of device on his head and he's always typing, okay? He's typing, he's doing things. I see his little mouse moving across the screen. It's incredible. I don't know exactly what kind of, it's a computer that you have there? Okay, it's a computer. It's incredible and, and it puts videos on things. And then he said to me, Dave, we could splice together some video of Saki and Trump showing that she's a liar. And I said, my God, we can do that and you can do that all right here. Three minutes later, he put this together as he refused to condemn white supremacists and militia groups. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. As he refused to condemn white supremacists and militia groups. Racism is evil, and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. As he refused to condemn white supremacists and militia groups. In one voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. These sinister ideologies must be defeated. Hate has no place in America. Connor, ladies and gentlemen, at a computer. What, what is that, a Dell? Or what do we have over there, a gateway? I don't know, what do we have? It's, a, it's an apple, it's an a, incredible. Anyway, you see what I'm trying to show you guys? They lie about everything. They lie, we know they're lying, they know we know they're lying, and they continue to lie, and they will not stop. So you know what we're gonna do? We are going to cut that 40 second or so little thing that Connor put together and we are going to post that on YouTube in and of itself. So every time one of your blue anon NPC friends or somebody tells you that Donald Trump did not condemn racism and Joe Biden is such a great guy and all of that stuff, you can show them that 40 second clip. I already posted it on Twitter, it'll be up on YouTube very shortly just by itself, just so that's easily digestible and you can see it. But this is what they do. They don't mind lying because she knows. It's like, it's very interesting. I mean, just think about it at a psychological level. If you were just lying about something big, we've all lied about things, right? Everybody has lied, period. We all have. You should try not to lie. I try not to lie, but we've all lied about things. Sometimes it's a little white lie. Sometimes it's a big lie, okay? If you knew that no matter how big your lie was, you could continue to lie, you might continue to do it. It wouldn't necessarily be the best thing. It would probably be the worst thing uh, because I believe the truth is what sets the world right. And we're in an unfortunate situation right now where we have a, a lack of truth permeating throughout the system. But if you knew, as Jen Psaki does, that she can lie about virtually anything, she lies knowing that there are people like Connor with computer machines, okay, that can splice together these things using the latest and greatest technology. It's incredible. What program do you use? Premier, he has a program called Premier, it's incredible, okay? She knows that despite the fact that we can expose her, that the internet exists, and every time she lies, we can show those lies, she continues to lie. So why do they do it? At some level, they're just gaslighting you. At, at another level, she knows, as I've talked about many times before, that the lies will be laundered through the system. Meaning if she says it, what she just said will be played on CNN, and then the average you know, viewer of CNN or MSNBC will be like, oh my God, it does turn out that Trump never condemned anything and Joe Biden is a good man and maybe Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist and the statement stands on itself. 
because they know that they will not be called out. And then when they do get called out, say, when we put up a video like that or Fox News, and again, that was Peter Ducey right there with the pointed questions, when they talk about it, somehow that will be some sort of conspiracy theory or right-wing maniac lunatic thingy that they're always talking about those crazy people and the lizards and the whole thing. Anyway, we are going to splice that. I hope that you can see the truth and that I hope that you will spread the truth amongst your friends, right? Why, why the hell not, huh? Uh, guys, I wanna to talk to you for a second about Raycon. You know, the holidays are officially here, and if you're like me and you prefer chilling at home with family and leftovers to the chaos of Black Friday, ain't it the truth, then you probably prefer doing your holiday shopping online. Today, you can save big on a gift your loved ones will use every day, Raycon wireless earbuds, whether I'm listening to them when I'm doing my daily cardio or have them with me on the plane when I'm flying to an event, I like to keep my Raycons close with seamless Bluetooth pairing and a comfortable noise isolating fit. You too can start listening right away and keep listening for hours. The audio quality is amazing, comparable to what you get from other premium brands, except, except Raycon is about half the price. The new everyday earbuds come with three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best with just the right amount of bass. Set them to balance mode when you're catching up on episodes of The Rubin Report. Raycon offers eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. There's also a built-in mic, and you can take calls on your earbuds at the press of a button. So this holiday season, give your loved ones a gift they can use every day for calls or music, for work or play, at home or on the go. Go to buyraycon.com slash Rubin today to unlock exclusive deals for up to 20% off your Raycon order. But hurry, this offer is available for a limited time only, and if you don't want to miss it, then you got to do it now. That's buyraycon.com slash Ruben to unlock 20% off your Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash Ruben. And now back to me. All right. Donald Trump, former president Donald Trump, the man the media still obsesses over, still needs to be the worst man on earth so that they don't have to look in the mirror and see that they actually are the evil ones. Uh, he was on Sean Hannity's program on Fox News last night, and it was a wide-ranging interview, but I thought this was the most interesting part. Donald Trump talking about the media. They are corrupt. They are, and I say it, and I don't want to say it much, but I say it, and I hope in the future I won't have to. They are the enemy of the people. And we could have a country that would be able to heal and get together, except the media foments it. They're so corrupt. And, you know, I called it, I came up with the term fake news a long time ago. I don't know if I'll get credit for that, but that's okay. The fake news, but it's really the corrupt news. It's corrupt what they do. And they're so important, it could be, well, important. They used to have a high approval rating. Now they have the lowest. I think they have a lower rating than Mitch McConnell, which is pretty good. I tell you what, they have a rating that now is people, people have gotten wise to it. They've just gotten wise to it. God, it will never, ever cease to amaze me that that golden man with whatever is going on with his hair is more authentic than virtually every other politician in America, even today. And I put that notwithstanding a couple of the guys that you know I like, like Ted Cruz and Rand Paul, and uh, obviously there's a couple others, but it's just incredible. The best part of that, of course, is that he still wants credit for the phrase fake news, which is sort of hilarious. Like, what, what do you want? Do you want an award? Should they hand him some sort of golden statue? You, Donald Trump, created the term fake news. Da, da, da. Anyway, getting to the, to the nuts and bolts of what he said, he said they're corrupt. Now that is just obviously true. 
the mainstream media is evil and corrupt. At one point yesterday, I verified it myself, nowhere at CNN.com was there anything about the car ramming event in Wisconsin from uh, a couple days ago, okay? Somehow that was not on CNN's front page. That is a type of fake news. When they will not show you something because it goes against their narrative, that is a type of fake news. Fake news is not just, oh, headline doesn't match what's in the article or headlines completely made up. Sometimes avoidance of a story is actually fake news. He said that they're the enemy of the people, which I think was a nod to my buddy, Michael Malice, who has been saying for a long time, and I like to quote him on it, the corporate press is the enemy of the people. So he is right about that. He says, we have a country that could come together. Doesn't it feel like that? Like it actually does. If these people were not constantly meddling, if they were not constantly trying to push you into thinking that your neighbor is a racist and a bigot and a Nazi and all of these things, and maybe doing a little bit of a better job honestly reporting what's happening and not just the things that fit their narrative and then not hiding the things that don't fit their narrative. Don't you think the country could kind of come together? But there's not a lot of dollars in that, I suppose. You know, like, I'm not saying I do a perfect job here and I obviously make fun of the lefties left and right, but I think if you watch this show, you know that one of the things I'm trying to do is get us to a place um, where, where we're a little more decent, where we're a little more thoughtful, where we can heal some of this stuff. Do you think that that's what they want? Uh, it's so dangerous and this was the danger. You can watch a video that I did the day after the 2016 election. We were, I had just moved into my other house. We didn't even have my old studio that you remember in the garage. We didn't even have that studio yet. There was construction going on. I'm sitting there off my computer in the backyard. It's very loud. Day after, day after Trump got elected and I did not vote for Trump that time around, okay? And there's a video of me still considering myself part of the left saying, hey, maybe this is a moment where if we give this guy a chance that some good things can happen. But if we keep calling him racist, what if it turns out that he does some good things? What if we don't get into more wars? What if the economy is good? What if things are generally good in the country? And that's pretty much what happened. Let's remove COVID from it for a sec. That's pretty much what happened. But once you've done that, once you've called half the country Nazis and bigots, you've painted yourself into the corner, right? It's not what you've done to them. All right, you've said mean things about people. People get mean things said about them all the time, right? Like every time the New York Times or Daily Beast calls me a Nazi now or whatever they call me, it's like, oh, glad you guys are still paying attention to me, I suppose. But it's what you're doing to yourself because you can never be like, oh, you know, you're not gonna believe this, guys. That Hitler, that Hitler guy and the Nazis, that I've been telling you about, they're actually not so bad. So that's why they always double down. They always double down. They just gotta do more and more and more of it. Uh, but in any event, what Trump said there was correct. And the more that the media crumbles, and we know that their ratings are crumbling and everything else, the more they will become hysterical in order to keep people paying attention. Um, but at this point, I think you should basically go on the assumption that if CNN says something, it pretty much is not true. And, and maybe not every specific thing. As I said yesterday, it's like if they're reporting something about a, uh, a hurricane, I don't know, ballpark, I guess they're probably gonna get it right. Although there was that video of Anderson Cooper pretending that he was standing in like, you know, five feet of water. And then, you, and then if you zoom out on the shot, you see people like in this much water behind him. So they, yeah, all right, I tried there. You see what I did? I tried to give them the benefit. They lie about everything. That's all you need to know. Uh, okay, let's move on to story number three. Speaking of liars, 
there's this uh, cable news channel called MSNBC. It employs such luminaries as Joy Reid, uh, but this is not from Joy Reid's show. This is from Morning Joe uh, with Joe Scarborough, and I guess the other lady is his wife, and it's a whole bunch of leftists just lying about everything all the time. It's just boring nonsense, whatever. However, once in a blue moon, something happens where you see these people actually realize that it's their own policies that are destroying their own cities. And it's quite extraordinary to watch them realize it in real time. So here's a panel, there's about 87 talking heads, and they're talking about San Francisco and crime, and they're slowly, it's like their brains are turning on, they're slowly realizing that these cities like San Francisco and Portland are run by leftists, just like them. So, Joe, while some of these images, of course, are shocking to look at, they're absolutely not surprising to anyone who lives in San Francisco, no. given what's happened in the last few years there, which is the district attorney has signaled there, we're just not going to prosecute property crimes. We're going to do it at a much lower rate than it's ever been done. In fact, it will be a misdemeanor if you steal less than $950. That was a proposition, a referendum that passed in that city. All the signals, and it's not just San Francisco, but it's what we're talking about here, are that if you want to go in and steal stuff, we're gonna sit back and let it happen, or at least we're not gonna prosecute you after we catch you. Well, I mean, it, it's in San Francisco. And by the way, it, I'm not sure what the mayor of San Francisco is talking about. We must stop this. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been happening for a couple of years now. We, uh, a good friend of ours went into a uh, Louboutin store to get a pair of sweats. Uh, about 10 people stormed into the store, uh, pulled out guns, and just started piling uh, stuff into suitcases. It's been, San Francisco is out of control. Portland is out of control. And, and you look, in part, you're right, Willie. <laughs> I mean, laws have consequences. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and I don't know who sent the memo out that, like, over the last couple of years was a dawning of the age of Aquarius. And we actually didn't have to worry about crime and punishment. But we do. We do, and when you don't, these are the consequences. I mean, just spectacular. Tell me that's not just spectacular. All of those little TV box leftists, including, although he didn't say anything in that segment, that's chief race huckster, Al Sharpton, uh, all of them suddenly realizing that it's progressives who run Portland. It's progressives who run San Francisco. It's progressives who run New York. It's progressives who run LA. It's progressives who run Seattle. And that it's the mayors and it's the DAs and all of these things. And you can sort of see it and sort of, they don't know exactly what to say. And then Joe, and my God, did you hear that guys? Joe has a friend who went to buy Louboutin. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Louboutin? who went to buy Louboutin sweats, which just sounded expensive. So while we were playing the clip, I asked the guys to Google it. Louboutin sweatpants cost 2,300 bucks. No conservative is spending $2,300 on sweatpants, okay? That is obviously, he's a lefty, his friends are lefties. They love money and they love making other people feel guilty about money while they hoard money for themselves and buy $2,300. Sweatpants, poor Joe with the friend with the, my friend couldn't get to do it. <laughs> I'm literally wearing the same pair of sweatpants I've had for like five years right now. They're, they're ratty and they're old. 
and I love them. I love them. Anyway, I don't like these people very much, in case you can't tell. Uh, speaking of people I don't like and related to this story of sort of the ridiculousness of leftism, what these people do, like parasites, they go to places and they destroy cities. Nancy Pelosi, uh, who of course is one of the most powerful congresswomen in America, I'm fairly certain she's also an alcoholic, she, um, she just bought a $25 million house in Florida. Now, do we have an image of the house? There's the house, that's Nancy's new house. And my God, what is all that blue stuff right beyond her house? It looks sort of wet, um, it looks wavy. Is that water? And I thought that the water was rising and sea levels were coming. You'd have to be a psychopath to buy a $25 million house if you were a good progressive lefty who goes to climate conferences and tells people not to you know, drive their cars while you fly there in private jets, et cetera, et cetera. But she's a hypocrite, of course, and she's moving to Florida where, of course, she would tell you that Ron DeSantis has mismanaged COVID, but she's going even though she's 8,000 years old and obviously in a high risk group because of COVID, but she knows it's all bullshit. This is what these people endlessly do. So anyway, this picture leaked. Oh, and I should also address, it's like, where did this woman get $25 million? I mean, I get it. Through This is what politics is, right? Like you're just connected to all of these people. Her husband is super rich. Is he, what was he? He's like a finance guy or something. Yeah, so, and they're loosely somehow, isn't she like the second cousin 14 times removed from Gavin Newsom or something? Like he's a traitor or something like that. Anyway, it's like she's got $25 million for a home. This woman should not be governing over you. She's governing over you idiots in San Francisco. That's what she's actually doing. Um, but anyway, David Sachs, my buddy from Kraft Ventures, who was one of our investors in Locals uh, from the All In podcast, uh, he had a great tweet on this because I just think this is just so perfect. Uh, he tweeted out, I have a pitch for a sitcom, a progressive speaker of the house using insider trading gains, retires to a rich Florida community filled with the very people she used to demonize and moralize against, including a former president and top, go go top golf pro. Hijinks ensues, too unrealistic. Then he went on to say, pilot episode. In order to add staff quarters onto her mansion, former speaker must battle Byzantine permitting process, thereby drawing the ire of local bartender and environmental leader, Alexa, Obisado Caballo. So my question at the beginning of the show, and we've got a whole bunch of answers uh, from the locals community at rubenreport.locals.com is who should play Nancy Pelosi in this sitcom? I'm not kidding. I think I might get in on this and help produce this sitcom. Maybe we do it as like a, a weekly old school, like Golden Girls style half hour sitcom. I know that's not exactly what people are watching these days, but like maybe we could do like a kind of throwback thing or it should be like Curb Your Enthusiasm or something. Before I get to some of your answers, though, I wanna show you some of the other houses of some of these rich people because they're very concerned about rising seawater, right? And it's coming, you're gonna drown, you're gonna be sitting in your hot tub drinking your champagne and the water's gonna get you. Here's Barack Obama's house. Oh, yeah, there we go, there's Barack. He moved to Martha's Vineyard. I think that's about a $12 million house right off all of that blue stuff, the water, and you can see it could just flow over and it could you know, just take Michelle out to sea, but I guess Barack doesn't care about that. And then there's that Bill Gates guy who's uh, very excited to inject all of your children with experimental drugs. Well, here's his house up in Seattle. How much is that house? It was something like 70 million bucks or something like that. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. But Bill, 
Why would you have a dock there, man? I mean, that dock could overflow with water and be pushed onto your house and break the windows. Oh, hypocrisy, you know no bounds, do you? Uh, so anyway, I wanna know a couple actresses that could play Nancy Pelosi. My guess, my, the first one that popped to mind to me is Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley from Cheers. Uh, you know, she's a little older from the Cheers days. I think if they put her up in some makeup and it was like a really over the top, and Kirstie Alley's a conservative, so it would just be perfect. Talway from the Locals community says, the only real answer to who can play Nancy Pelosi in a sitcom is Joy Behar. <laughs> they share similar looks, similar age, similar mentality. It wouldn't be a stretch for her to get into character. That is, that is very, very true. They actually do kinda, Joy looks like a slightly heavier version of Nancy Pelosi, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, like it works, but she wouldn't take the gig. That's the problem, we need a conservative because none of these people are joyless and have no sense of humor. So we're gonna have to find a conservative that can do it. Zionist says Bette Midler should play Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, she's another hysterical, crazy leftist. Bette Midler once called me a racist on Twitter, uh, which was very upsetting because I really liked First Wives Club, you know, with her and Goldie Hawn. I really did enjoy it. Now, every time I watch it, I'm looking at her going, she thinks I'm a racist. Very annoying. Uh, Dragonhawk says one of Jeff Dunham's puppets. I like that. I like that, Jeff Dunham's puppets, because you know that feels like Pelosi's basically a puppet at this point. Uh, and let's see, uh, Jumpin' Jeff says Nancy Pelosi could be played by Grateful Dead's Bertha. <laughs> uh, Nuclear Patrick, another Pelosi casting suggestion, Anthony Fauci in drag. Oh, the drag options are fantastic. So we that's a little bit of poetic license that we could do there, right? Where it's like, we take the, the ideas, it's based on Nancy Pelosi, but instead we get it as like an aging male, trans or cross-dressing congresswoman man, Zizer, who moves to Florida to enjoy all of the safety and financial security of Florida while they have infected their home city. I'm gonna work on this, I'm not kidding. I'm actually excited to work on this. Do I have anything else to do? I, I, I guess I have a few other things going on at the moment, but. Guys, uh, part two of my interview with Melanie Kirkpatrick, all about Thanksgiving, which is tomorrow. If you want a little background on Thanksgiving, in case you don't wanna bludgeon your family members with politics, and you don't wanna beat them over the head with who got injected with what, you could actually watch this interview. It's only about a half hour. We talk about the history of Thanksgiving, and I think you might learn a little something. Uh, and you know what? I think that's about it for today. Uh, I will not be online tomorrow or Friday. We're not doing shows tomorrow, not doing shows Friday, I am a benevolent leader around here. I want you guys to go and eat with your families and friends and all that stuff. We've got family here already. Um, so there'll be no more DMs this week. And actually, uh, we won't have DMs on Monday or Tuesday. I'm going to Florida. I cannot say why. Uh, and I'll be back on Wednesday. I have my reasons, okay? Uh, I gotta go take care of some business, all right? I can't say too much, but you know, I'm just going to Florida, no big deal, all right? That's all I'm saying right now. Uh, anyway, I just want you to enjoy Thanksgiving. That's really the message today. Just enjoy Thanksgiving. I hope you have a wonderful time with friends and family. I hope you enjoy some food. I hope it's not about politics. I hope you can uh, maybe mend some relationships that need to be mended in all of this craziness that we're all dealing with. And I hope you just eat a lot and drink a lot and unbuckle the pants after and watch some football and whatever else you enjoy doing. And I just wanna say I am very thankful uh, for this country. I'm very thankful for the freedoms that we still have. I'm thankful for my team 
here. I'm thankful for those of you who watch. I'm especially thankful for all of you in the locals community who have become a community for me uh, in, in a more intimate way than just the, the usual stuff that you get online. Uh, so that being said, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And I'll be back next Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubenreport.locals.com.